If you have your Bibles, uh, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 8. And while you're turning there, uh, what I want to talk to you tonight about is one word. And that word is sanctuary. Um, To define that, sanctuary is... uh, It's got different meanings, but uh, one is a place of shelter or protection. And then also you could consider it uh, a house consecrated to the worship of God. So there's two different ways you can view that word, but in some senses those two different definitions tie together. Uh, So that's what what we want to talk about tonight is the word sanctuary. Uh, As I was praying, that that word just kind of kept coming up over and over and Every time I would say it, it just seemed like God was really uh, speaking to me through that one word. So let's uh, turn to Hebrews chapter 8, and we're going to start in verse 1. <clears throat> now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched and not man. So this current true sanctuary that this scripture is telling us about is not a physical building. This scripture is is telling us about a sanctuary that God built. And this sanctuary is is not a physical place that we can go. And it's not just a, a form of protection for us. But this sanctuary is, I believe, from other scriptures I'm going to reveal to you tonight, I'm going to share with you that that this sanctuary is is within us. And the reason why I say that is because this thing the scripture told us about was, it says it's, it's something that's not made by man, but it's something made by God. And when we have invited Jesus to come into our hearts... He comes and dwells within us. And the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us. We have then created this sanctuary within us that not only is for us, but it's for those we come in contact with. Now, as I was reading and and studying up on this, uh... I came across Revelations chapter 21 verse 22 and John was looking around and surveying heaven. He was he was telling telling us in the scripture what what he saw in heaven. Everything that that he could see and describe with human words, he he laid it out for us. And verse 22 says, "And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the lamb are the temple of it." So there is no uh physical temple in heaven. So like I was just telling you, that sanctuary is within us. Because God is within us, the sanctuary is within us. So here's the question. You know, I've always got a question for you. If people are looking to us for sanctuary... Are they finding it? Now, when I think about sanctuary, the first thing that comes to my mind 
is a place of refuge. And you know, a lot of times when I come over here and pray, that that is the thing I'm looking for. Not that I'm concerned about somebody attacking me or anything like that, but I know I can come into this building and I expect to find a peaceful place. I expect to find a place of, of refuge from all the things that are going on in the world. I can forget about all of those things and get in my quiet place and find God. So that place of sanctuary to me is, is a place that I can find rest and peace. So I want you all to think about that. When people in this world are looking for some sort of peace, where do they look to find it? Well, they look a lot of different places. A lot of places that they won't find it. A lot of places that uh, they shouldn't be looking for it. But that's all this world has to offer is something that will appear peaceful on the outside. But if they come to you looking for sanctuary, are they finding it? So what are you what are we offering to people in the form of shelter and protection? What is it that when people come to us, now I'm not just talking about a place to live. I'm not talking about just protection from somebody that's trying to get them. I'm talking about spiritual things. When people come to you seeking something that they don't have, what are you offering them? Are you offering them uh, peaceful solutions to things? Are you offering them what the Word has to offer them? Y'all need to really think about that. That when people look to you for sanctuary, what are they finding? Are they finding uh, peace for their soul? Here's part of the problem. How can you provide peace to someone if your own life is in turmoil? You know, I I know several people. I could name them by name, and I'm not going to do that. But I know several people that thrive on chaos. It seems like they're not happy unless there's just something crazy going on in their life. Now, do y'all know somebody like that? I know you do. But that is that's not a Christian life. They they may be saved, okay, but they're not living a Christian life. If, if other people in this world are looking for somebody to show them what peace is all about, and they turn to a person like that, what are they going to find? They're not going to find an example of what, what God's peace is. The Word tells us that the peace that God can provide you is peace that surpasses all understanding. <clears throat> but when you have a life that is constantly in turmoil. You're, nothing but chaos is going on in your family. How do you expect to help somebody else? These people consider themselves Christians, but I don't think they understand what the peace of God is all about. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called the children of God. Are you a peacemaker? 
Or are you one of those kind of people that wants to stir things up all the time? And I see people like that too. It seems like they want to just be nosy into everybody's business. And they always want to try to stir up some trouble. Whether it be in their own family or in other families. They're they're just always looking to stir up stuff. And you know, some of these people call themselves Christians. Now that word just tells me that, that the peacemakers are the ones that are going to be called the children of God. The word tells us that for everything that is in you, if it is at all possible, live at peace with other men. Be at peace with them. Now, you know, I, this this is a totally different message from what I've been preaching lately. We've been talking about war. We've been talking about fighting. And now here I am telling you about peace. Now, how do you make those two coexist? Well, what the Word tells us is that if it is at all possible, live at peace. But let me tell you, there comes a time when there is not time for peace anymore. You have exhausted every option you have to live peaceably with somebody and you've got to take other measures. But the Word says, Blessed are the peacemakers. I want you all to... From now on, when you hear the word sanctuary, or you think about the word sanctuary, I want you all to think about... Peace. You know, because that's what people are looking for when they seek sanctuary. You know, there are still places in this world where people can seek sanctuary for political uh, oppression. Or or they may be uh, deported or, or whatever. Based on what the government's laws are, they can actually go to churches and seek sanctuary. The The law won't even intrude upon that church because they recognize that as a place of sanctuary. So when those people go there, what are they looking for? They're looking for peace. They're looking for protection. They're looking for shelter. They're looking for somebody that has something that this world doesn't have to offer. When they go into that building, they know that that is a place that they can find peace. Now, we're not talking about laws of this world tonight. We're not talking about the government agencies trying to come in and attack you. What we're talking about is finding peace for your soul. And and other people looking to you for peace for their soul. You know, I was reading back in the Old Testament. And... God laid down to Moses how he should build this tabernacle while they were in the wilderness. And he gave him specific guidelines for how he should do that. Why did he do that? Because that temple or tabernacle that they built in the wilderness, just like the temple that they built in Jerusalem later on, it was a shadow or type is what they call it. It was a a representation of of what the temple was to be like in heaven. The sanctuary was what was the sanctuary was what we I have also called the holy of holies. It was the place that that the high priest would go into one time a year. The word tells us that he didn't go in without blood. Why is that? Because that blood 
was what covered up the sin. The Bible tells us that there is no remission of sins without the shedding of blood. But He went into this holy of holies, the sanctuary. He went in there to to redeem not only Himself, as the Word tells us, but to He went on behalf of everyone else. Why did He do that? He, he did it to find peace for their souls. He went into this sanctuary. That same sanctuary is what you carry around with you every day, or you should be. That sanctuary, just as God gave Moses a, a, a prescribed manner in which He should build that thing, it should be built within you. Now, I, I'm not capable tonight of laying down every different uh, aspect of that law and what, what it was that God told him and how it applies to you. But let me tell you this, there is a certain way in which that sanctuary should be demonstrated in your life. You can't do this just however you please. When people look to you, they need to see consistency. They need to know that when I go to the child of God, I'm going to find peace. They can't go to a child of God and find peace in one place and turmoil in another. They can't look at your life and see that you don't have control of your family because they're just running amok. They can't look at you and say, I'm going to find peace because they don't know how to manage their finances. That's not the way it works. You've got to have things in check. God said that a man that can't manage his, his family shouldn't have a place in my church. He was talking about being uh, in charge of a church or, or being a bishop or deacon. That's because there needs to be peace there. And when someone is not in charge, when things are not handled according to God's law, there's no peace, there's turmoil, there's chaos. God is not the author of confusion and chaos. He is the author of order. You can find that when you go look in the Old Testament and you read in Leviticus and, and those old books in the, the first five books of the Bible there. You'll see that, that all of that law God laid down. It was perfect order. It's hard to stand up to that. But we don't have to worry about every little minute detail because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. But let me tell you something. When that blood is applied to you, when the blood comes in and begins to change you, it's going to change you toward a peaceful manner, toward an orderly manner. You won't find turmoil and chaos existing in a true Christian's life for very long. I don't know about y'all, but I can't stand it when things are chaotic around my house. There's times that, you know, people may come over and stay with you or whatever. And it just seems to disturb the natural order of things. And I just can't stand it. But that's exactly how things should be in God's house and in the sanctuary that dwells within you. People ought to look to you and see a person of peace, a person of order. And they, they ought to see a person that is calm. 
You know, I see people all the time that it seems like every time they turn around, there's just something going on, something crazy. And there's never a moment's rest in their life. They haven't learned how to lay down those burdens. God, Jesus told us, He said, Come unto Me, those that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, Take My yoke upon you, for My burden is easy, or My yoke is easy and My burden is light. When you learn how to lay those burdens down, and let, let God carry the big end. Let Him carry the end that, where all the trouble lies. You can have a more peaceful life then. The whole point behind this tonight is for us to examine ourselves, to to see. You know, the reason why I say this is because I think most of us here tonight are saved. I'm not preaching to a bunch of people tonight that, that don't know Jesus. So, I'm not concerned about you in that regard. But you should be concerned about those you come in contact with. What kind of example are you giving them? When they look at you, do they see a place of peace? Do they see a place they could go to when they have trouble? You know, one other thing that that we need to make sure of, when somebody comes to us in confidence... And they share something with us that they don't want told. We need to make sure we're not telling it. We need to make sure that people can look at us and and know, now that is a person I can trust when I have a problem. They need to know that when they come to us, not only are we not going to go telling everybody their business, but we're not going to judge them either. You know, I know some people that are going through some real tough times right now. And it would be very easy for me to get a little bit religious and begin to judge them for the sin that's in their life. But you know, (laughs) I can't do that. Because I know that tomorrow I may do something that's just as bad. Because the Word tells us that if you've kept the law in every point but one that you're guilty of all of it. So I can't judge them for the things that they've done. But you know what I can do? I can I can pray for them. I can offer them love that most people won't. But that's what people need to see when they look at us. They need to know that, that we are somebody that not only they can trust and confide in, but somebody that's not going to judge them, that's going to offer love. Now, I'm not telling y'all to look over sin. Now, the Word, it's okay to judge sin based on the Word. But let me tell you something. Don't be judgmental of somebody. Uh, Jesus said that don't be telling your brother about the speck in his eye when you've got a plank in your own. It's one thing to tell somebody that that they are wrong based on what the Word says, but don't condemn them for it. Because, you know, it ain't been that long since you wasn't 
a Christian yourself. And if these people are a Christian, then it ain't been that long since you might have sinned just like they have. So, y'all stand with me. Father, we come to You tonight, Lord. And Lord, I hope I have done my best to get across tonight what You wanted to say. The sanctuary is so important, Lord. Not just even this this physical building here, Lord, that, that I do hold dear to my heart, Father, because it's Your house. But, Lord, that sanctuary that people can look to us for. Lord, I ask that You help each one of us to live the kind of life, Lord, that that would demonstrate the, the sanctuary and the peace that You offer people. Father, there's, there's no other way by which people will be reached other than us lifting up the name of Jesus. Your Word says if, if He be lifted up, that You will draw all men into Him. And Lord, I thank You for that. I thank You that our work is only part of it, that You handle the rest. And Lord, I ask that You be with us tonight. Keep us safe and protect us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.